On this episode of The Dueling Advocates, we will be discussing the state of cryptocurrencies with your hosts, Rob and Alfred. So Bitcoin has been pretty much making waves in the media recently, and I've got to be honest with you, man, I'm, I'm pretty much on board for this. So this whole anonymity thing, that's got me going. So I've, been, I've just been thinking, like, imagine this currency where I can go online and get my real doll, and I can purchase it with some Bitcoin. No way to know that I purchased it, right? Sure. Possibly not now. But in the future, they might be able to see who purchased what, considering the fact that they keep track of all transactions for quite a bit of time. But at no point is my wallet, from what I'm seeing, ever going to be tied to me. So even if they find out that someone purchased the real dollar, if they're even able to figure out that transaction, there's no... There's nothing that says Rob purchased the doll. Oh, there's plenty of ways. Even if they don't get you on the on the sending money side, they can get you on the on on the side of the seller. So if, if they check the seller's records, they'll see that, that he sold and shipped something to your address, and then they can link that transaction with your wallet due to the timestamp. And from, from that point on, they, they can identify all of your transactions on the blockchain. So what you're saying is I shouldn't ship it to my address then, maybe another general location, or maybe I should just go to the store and buy the doll. I see. So is, so is this episode turning into a how-to to, to buy dolls? I mean, I think it's a pretty good <laughs> thing, right? It's, it's anonymity and stuff, because imagine being that person, not saying you have a girlfriend or anything, or trying to jump into wives or anything of that sort, but imagine going through that credit card record and seeing real doll. I mean, that's that's gonna ask some questions, right? That's gonna raise I some see. eyebrows. And, and you you think Bitcoin is the salvation? Bitcoin does seem like it. I mean, to someone like me, maybe it's a doll. To someone like you, maybe it's the ultimate. Well, let me tell you, I I would have some concerns because they they do store transactions and and it is tied to you unless you take extreme measures. So. Yeah, if, if you're willing to put in that effort where you pay some random person on the street to go into the store and purchase Bitcoin on your behalf and you trust them to give it to you on, on the way out of the store and then you get 12 VPNs and you utilize a, a, a Tor network and, and you, you go through all these, these hoops and then you find an alternative address to ship it to and then you have somebody else go to that address and pick it up for you and then you assume that they didn't use your doll on the way to, to your door, then okay, yeah, maybe, but that, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. Okay, so we're in agreement. It's anonymous. <laughs> Wonderful. It might be easier just to pay in cash. Is, isn't the goal for it to be anonymous in a way that's better than cash? Otherwise, why bother with Bitcoin? Yeah, well, the problem with cash is that, sure, it's anonymous to an extent, but if you're withdrawing cash from your account, and let's say you're trying to hide this purchase from someone that shares said account, it's a much better way to go, hey, you know, I'm investing in these alternative currencies, and then they won't have any idea what happened to the currency. You can turn it around and say, hey, you know what, man, it looks like the market tanked and all of that. I said cryptocurrency is dead. So you're looking for local anonymity as opposed to governmental. I mean, both, in this case, local and governmental, right? I mean, for right now, the government's not my problem right now. I've got no problem with them. They're not out looking for me right now. They're not trying to stop me from boarding any planes and going to where my accounts are not being frozen. 
by a government agent. It's not being monitored by a government entity. Okay. It's being monitored by a more local entity. I see. And another reason that I like it is the, just the opportunity for investment. <laughs> you think Bitcoin's an investment? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's like, I, I'm looking into it and just a couple of years ago, when this thing started out, that was like $17, man. Yeah. $17. And then it jumped up in like two years to... 20,000 so for all the guys that did their research saw the potential of this I had no idea people were on this Website buying drugs with this and bringing it in Because I definitely have invested then because that was that showed me a great investment It was a way for people to acquire drugs. I mean people love acquiring drugs I don't personally want to purchase drugs from Amsterdam But if I knew people were using it for that, I'd have totally invested in it then. And look, I would have been right. $17 became $20,000. Yeah, and then, and then promptly became 7000 right after that. Yeah, but, it, it's not an investment. There is no fundamental uh, value to, to Bitcoin. It's it's just a, a Ponzi scheme. It's it's people put, pump money into it, and then they hype it up. They hope that, that the next group of people comes in and buys it from them at a higher price so they can get out. And then, then when there's there's nothing going on and all the hype is gone for a certain amount of time and the and the price tanks, then they figure, okay, maybe not all of the, the hype is gone from Bitcoin just yet. Let me get back in, hype it up again, and, and the cycle begins again until eventually everybody loses faith in it and, and it's gone. And the, the Ponzi scheme is the fact that you have the, all of the secondary or tertiary buyers of, of Bitcoin left holding the bag and... Now they're, they're out all their money because there's nobody left to sell it to. That can be said for everything. That can be said for stocks and anything. But you said there's no fundamental value to Bitcoin. And, and I like that you said that. But if I did buy that Bitcoin for $17, the fundamental value of Bitcoin is currently $7,000. I wouldn't say fundamental. Fundamental, that's just its nominal price if you were to exchange dollars for Bitcoin. Fundamentally, and last year, it was 20000 Fundamentally, you're telling me that there's nothing more to Bitcoin than your ability to get drugs internationally. Well, that's how it started. Like right now, I can't get coffee from Starbucks. I mean, to yeah. The, well, I hold on. The internet started in a similar way. It, it was propelled by the fact that you could get pornography over the internet. But now it, it, has, it has more potential. The reason it, it kept going beyond its initial state was because it had the fundamental value of being... Uh, an interlink between people, businesses, uh, universities. It, it had a fundamental use that could be expanded beyond pornography. Yes, and this does have a fundamental use, doesn't it? I mean, it can get around your local spouses. It can get around government agencies to some extent and provide more anonymity. It can prevent them from getting all your assets when they decide to go all buddy-buddy with the banks and shut down everything because you're a person of interest, not necessarily guilty of any crime. So it does have fundamental values, which does, and then it also is a trust-based system, which is, hey, just a community of people that keep pumping money in it because they believe in it. And it's a trust-based system, so it definitely has value, not to mention it has a nominal value of seven thousand right now and twenty thousand last year. Yeah. So if I got in for seventeen dollars, I would have been twenty thousand dollar richer. Yeah, only if you got out and you handed it to the next sucker in the in the Ponzi scheme. That's how investments work. I mean, it looks like a Ponzi scheme to you. 
I don't really think it's a Ponzi scheme. Not at all. Not at all. Because it's better than gold. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bitcoin is better than gold. No, no. I said it was a decent investment. I think that's going a little bit too far to say it's better than gold right now. How can you tell me it's not better than gold? But before, if you wanted to purchase said drugs and, and, you know, spousal supplements, you would have to take your gold to the actual place and, and exchange it. Meanwhile, you, you had to lug it the entire distance. You, you, know, you know, God help you if you needed to, to make change with your gold for whatever it is that you were purchasing. It's like, oh, excuse me, can you break a $1,500 coin? Okay, let me stop you right there. Have you ever held a gold coin in your life? Why, yes, I have. Do you remember the feeling when you held that coin? Yeah, it was, it was barely memorable. It was amazing. It was amazing. Have you ever held a Bitcoin? Yeah. No, it doesn't even exist. It, it isn't even I, in existence. I held the thumb drive that, that held the Bitcoin. So you held a thumb drive. You didn't actually hold a Bitcoin for all you know. Someone wiped that thumb drive. But let so, me tell you, the idea of the value of the, that the Bitcoin contained really added heft to that, that USB drive. Hopefully the value that you have in your mind now is nothing because that's what it's worth. How can it compare to gold? Gold actually serves a purpose. It has a value. I, I can actually find uses for that precious metal. Yeah. How are you going to purchase something overseas with your gold? I'll just tr I'll bring my gold overseas in my pocket or as a chain, and then I'll bring it to a jewelry store, sell it, and then go and purchase whatever I want. Uh, so, so they're not going to accept your gold directly? Yeah. And where overseas are you talking? Anywhere. So, so how many... Because not anywhere will take your Bitcoin. Yeah, they'll take it. No, you're going to have to convert it to which currency? It doesn't matter. Their merchant account will do that on the fly. Oh, it depends. Not every merchant account will, will it won't bring it to every currency. Maybe, maybe not right now, but in, in a year, everybody will be accepting it. And that's the beauty of it, right? In a year, everyone might accept it. And I think you've got a little bit of a misconception there that there is some reason for everyone to So, so let me ask you, if I, if I offer you a Bitcoin right now, you wouldn't take it? That depends. In order to win this argument, no. Ah, I see. <laughs> so it absolutely depends. I mean, if we're being honest right now, it's $7,000 here, I'm taking it. But if you offered me $7,000 worth gold, I'd take it. Bitcoin is definitely better than gold. It's it's more portable. It's easier to transact in. It's it's going to be a lot safer over the long term than, than gold because the government can come in and confiscate your gold. The government at any point can say it is illegal to have a Bitcoin wallet. Okay. How, and are, they, then how are they going to find it? The same way they can at the time of transaction. If you're going to go to the merchant account, you're going to have to use it and then they've got cameras everywhere. They'll find you. We're talking about the government. If they determine that, it's gone. If at any point the machines stop working it's gone you've got nothing when the power goes out it's gone it, there's so many ways that this goes away that bitcoin goes away and leaves you holding an empty bag of nothing i see i see but you know what on on those notes bitcoin is definitely here to stay because when you talk about the power going out the power goes out locally. The power never goes out globally. So in order for you to lose your Bitcoin, you would have to have the power go out everywhere and at the exact same time, have all of the nodes that store your Bitcoins just completely fizzle out and, and lose all of your data. Because 
your your the, the electricity is not required to store the data. They'll just wait for the power to come back on. So you're talking about a global cataclysmic event that not only knocks out power, but also erases all hard drives. So you're saying that this cryptocurrency is here to stay. Yeah. First off, it only has 21 million total. It's already at 18 million done. It's got 3 million more. And then after that, no one gets paid to mine that. And if, I'm not, if no one's paid to mine it, no one's mining it. Because no one's... If it's not paying my light bill, why am I going to keep plugged in? Exactly. And you're telling me that the people who invested millions of dollars into building facilities with tons of servers and, and employees and labor and skills and everything, that they didn't think ahead and that, that at one point their investment might go belly up if, if there's no more Bitcoins? Of course they thought of this. They're going to implement an update to the Bitcoin core, and that's going to allow them... To, to mine more Bitcoin based on their productivity in, tr in processing transactions. And I like the way you're just hoping, and you're hoping this happens, and you're hoping they do this, and that might not happen. There's nothing saying that this is going to happen, because you know what? Government already has a currency. Each of these countries already have their currency. At its best, Bitcoin starts competing against those currencies. You mentioned power going out locally as opposed to globally, but it only needs to go out locally for the government to take control of those nodes and then completely just destroy the system, mess up the transactions, and then again, you're left holding a terrible bag. And on top of that, to your next point that you were just nicely able to mention, I mean, it isn't even worth mentioning. Now they're going to this great decentralized system that nobody controls, but this $1 million person is now going to decide, let's all come together and then upgrade this algorithm, upgrade this system. Everyone's gonna agree on that. Not gonna happen. It won't happen. They would much prefer to start their own currency, as you can see with the 10,000 garbage currencies out there. And then it all falls apart, which it will fall apart. Bitcoin. That's what they've been saying since the beginning. Bitcoin is still around and it's here to stay. Because those, those same people that you're saying that, that would get together and, and update the system, that's, that's the same group that has been uh, keeping Bitcoin afloat. That's, that's its, its basis. But they've been getting paid to do it. In the next three million, they no longer get paid to they do it. They will still get paid. And, and that's when this Ponzi scheme will come to an end. Because when they're no longer getting paid, they're just gonna dump it. Everything's just gonna dump, and then whoever holds the Bitcoin, I hope it's not you, and I hope you don't take our revenues and put into Bitcoin, or this is gonna be a really short... Hey, they invested a lot, they're not gonna let it go down. They will, they will update it so that they get paid a fair amount of Bitcoin in order to, to make everything sustainable. Or maybe they just have all of this and they're just prepping to to write it all off as a business loss, and then they'll get their cash money back. Because that's literally where we're sitting. There is no way this lasts. This isn't even built to last. This is built to completely fall apart in the next 100 years. And that's just one people from now. And we've reached our time limit. What do you think our positions really are?